The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Today on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, we'll be discussing one way to defeat Trump's wall. A new Democratic presidential contender has plans for the black community. The most famous person from the Fire Festival documentary gets a new gig. Jesse Smullett and the people that are side-eyeing him. And we have a new scammer of the week. We'll also get into our segments, What the Fuck Were You Thinking?, what fucking year is this? And our unpopular opinions. Let's start the show. Let's get it started in here. Gossip, music, news, entertainment, and heated discussions. The, the, the DJ Blaze Radio Show starts now. now, now. Black. Black, black, black. Black on black, black. Yeah. Hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black bitch. Black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. black rims on this black wheels black, in this black, black wheel with this black on black, 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 black on black on black on black on Run into you, thoughts black as the dark side of the moon. Won't be no truce, won't be no truce. At your funeral in an all black suit, couple white girls rocking all black too. Me and your man marching on all black boots. Call up the troops, call up the troops. Punch you in the mouth, then knock out your tooth. I can tell when they not telling the truth. Talking that shit, nigga, what you gon' do? What you gon' do? What you gon' do? Back and I'm black and I'm acting brand new. Niggas in the back like, oh word, diamonds all black like, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard. Spilling some Hennessy black on the curb, just for the memory of the deceased. When I black out, I'm awakening the beast. What is gon' be? What is gon' be? You don't want fuck with a nigga like me. Bet you never seen my fucking so black, nigga. I'm black on black on black on black on black, black 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 on black, black my thoughts so black, black black I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. Rims on this black wheels in this black wheel with this black bitch. Black black yeah yeah yeah. What up world? It's your boy be easy. And I'm Courtney. And we back uh for another episode of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Uh, about to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Uh, av- available everywhere podcasts are giving away absolutely free. And I mean every motherfucking where, too. Um, it's Black History Month, Courtney. It is. It is. Did, did you get a surge of ener- energy from the ancestors? I did. Most okay. certainly. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> what do you do? You do something special for Black History Month? Like you puff up your fro a little bit better or whatever you... Look at white people with disdain a little bit harder. What, 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 what do you do? Um, definitely, uh, the Caucasians get a little bit more of a mug for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, from me, um, I just kind of always pick, or if I randomly find uh, black people that were pillars of our community that we don't really discuss so obviously not like malcolm x martin luther king none of them but just other people other black people that were phenomenal pillars of our community and i make it my business to learn a little something about them people like michael jordan (laughs) no Mm, what was was that laugh michael Mm. jordan was definitely a pillar in our community and we don't talk about it enough so I okay. Well, I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm putting the light on you and I'm making it hot. Uh, give me, give me, give me an example of somebody who, uh, you know, who uh, 
does what what you're saying, you know, appealing the community and such. Uh, <clears throat> today I shared because I, me and my sister-in-law are in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bayard Rustin was an was an American leader in social movements for civil rights, social socialism, nonviolence, and gay rights. Um, Spell the name. B A Y. A R D Bayard. Mm-hmm. I just want to say Bernard so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last name Rustin. Spell Rustin. R U S T I N. Damn, I can spell good. I mean, because it just kind of sounds like Austin. Uh. Yeah. Uh, day before that was Marie Van Britton. No, 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 no. We might. I might. We might need to save these people uh, for next oh, okay. week. So tell me about uh, this Bayard Rustin fella. <clears throat> Let me get right my, into my... the mic. Go ahead, continue. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I did. I'm so sorry, y'all. <clears throat> An early member of the Communist Party, Rustin worked with A. Philip Randolph um, on the March on Washington movement in 1941 to press for an end to discrimination in employment. Uh, President Roosevelt issued executive order. 8802 in 1941, prohibiting this uh, discrimination in the defense industry under contract to federal agencies. This is just like jotted down stuff. Um, later, it was discovered that um, he was a gay man and he usually acted as an influential mm-hmm. advisor behind the scenes to civil, right le- civil rights leaders. In the 1980s, he became a public advocate on behalf of gay and lesbian causes and became one of the most influential advocates at that time. I wonder if they had like, like you know what I'm saying, like when they was doing a March on Washington type stuff or whatever, uh, they, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know everybody separated at the end of the night or whatever. It was like um, Martin Luther King now had them jokes for Bayonet back in the day. They, no. His, his name is Bayonet. <laughs> they should call him Gaynor. No. You rude, rude, rude. <laughs> Baynard. Awesome. You think they made jokes like that back then? I don't of think course. they were roasting and stuff like that back then. They were roasting and like back then. And, and talking cash money shit like we what? do nowadays. I don't reckon they was doing oh, that. Oh, Bayard Rustin. I said I spelled it wrong. Yeah. What do you, you think? Oh, he had a con. He had that hair too. He, don't, you know, he did have that hair. He had that I didn't want to even bring it up. <laughs> yeah, he had that hair. Oh, he died in August. He died in 87. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1912, beloved. 1912. He was he was around for the First World War. You heard me? You heard. Damn. He uh, died before I was born. The year before. Mm. So, so, uh, yeah, he did a whole lot. Shout out to him. Um. Oh, but also, I make it a point to, I don't want to say... I just, I just feel like, so I just want to give a quick story time. We went to the mall yesterday mm-hmm. and I don't like the mall here. It was like every couple feet, like it was a group of students needing donations for something, softball, hockey, just any little thing. And, um, we were kind of not necessarily walking in circles, but a lot of back and forth. I mean, this was our first time exploring the mall and I had Britney wallet in my purse. I generally carry everything in my purse if I'm carrying a purse. 
And she was like, let me see my wallet real quick. And I was like, for what? And she was like, well, I was about to give them a donation. I was like, no, the fuck you aren't. It's Black History Month. We're not donating to no Caucasian-ass softball team in Black History Month. And I just walked off from her like, come on, let's go. Like, we ain't doing that. Like, I don't even understand why you thought, like, them ain't your people, sis. Like, why you thought doing Black History Month you was finna give to them? I don't know, though. It might be a good. I think Brittany might have the right idea, though. Because if you keep these. If you keep these little white kids uh, occupied, they will they'll uh, be less likely to oppress some black people. So there you have it. Well, I'm not real sure that it w- would make them less likely to oppress anyone because in Ruby Tuesday, um, as we were sitting in there, uh, there was a Caucasian couple with a toddler sitting um, next to us or like across the um, way, um, but in our area. And the daughter had a box of dolls on the table. And some of the dolls were like standard Caucasian dolls, but there were um, two brown colored dolls in there. And um, they were looking, the wife and the husband, and it was mostly the wife doing all of the talking, was talking to the husband and looking and was like, the dolls are neat. I wish they would have put... Um, Cinderella in there and took those two out and when she said those two she signaled with her fingers and she pointed to the two brown dolls and meanwhile the way I'm sitting I can see right into the wife's mouth and I read lips really well so there was a lot of times when Brittany had to be like Courtney stop looking over there and I was just like no because I'd like for her to feel as comfortable as possible every time she opened her mouth and she ain't screwing nothing but hate I want her to know that I'm right in that shit like right here I'm right here. So just because we would have donated to the little Caucasian softball team don't mean that they would have been less likely to oppress. That little two-year-old little girl don't give a damn about if Cinderella was in there or the brown-colored dolls being there. She just happy she got dolls well, and no, the parents cared. What I'm saying is they would have been uh, too busy playing softball to be oppressing black people. I mean, when the softball was over, I mean, well, maybe there would have been some black people to oppress on the softball team too. So, right. All I'm all I'm saying is oppression is their strong suit. Okay. And yeah, no, nah, we we ain't dodging that. Period. Mm. Oppression and technology, because thank God for the white man's Google. <sighs> yeah. That's been the yeah. longest. This been the longest show intro I think we've had. Um. And I want to thank y'all for joining us this week. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Courtney, you watching the game today? No. You a damn lie. You going somewhere they're gonna show the game. Everyone no, we're not leaving game. the house today. Well, we're gonna go to grocery shopping, but we're not going to any establishment. Oh, y'all boycotting. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably gonna cook some wings and some potato skins at the crib and chill. Cause I mean it's no need for both of us to boycott. I mean, it'd be like five I'm sure. five people boycotting. Uh I mean, unless some change of events happen and while we're out, my wife decides like she hungry now and she wanna go eat someplace and they're showing the game, that'll be the only way. But outside of that, we don't subscribe to cable and while I go through quite a few hoops to pull up a basketball game on my TV, um, I I don't go through those hoops for football. So it's just definitely not a thing. It's not happening. Um, so, hmm. I think y'all, um, gonna, I think y'all can go to somewhere, a bar, a, a restaurant or something, they're going to have the Super Bowl playing. 
I'll text you and let you know because, you know, my wife will be like, we ain't leaving the house today. That's what she said yesterday when we got home. And all of a sudden the day it was, okay, well, we need to go grocery shop and pick up a few things for the week, which we normally shop grocery shop on Sundays anyway. So it could change. She could be like, okay, I just want to eat X, Y, Z while we out. You right. Is, is snow still on the ground up there? Snow always on the ground. There's big mountains of snow on the sidewalks and on the sides of the roads. The roads are clear, but there's no way for the snow to go if it's constantly negative seven every day. Hold on, it's negative seven every day. Like during for the most during the, the daytime. Part, yeah. During the daytime. Yes, during the daytime. The sun is out shining beautifully every single day for the <sighs> most part, but it is still zero, negative one, negative seven, two degrees. That's that it's a, is so it's a couple it degrees outside. Yeah, couple, just a couple of. Them. See, I, when I think about temperature, I always think of temperature in relation to the job that I do. Uh, yeah, that probably would be a miserable day. Anyway, it would be miserable. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, we got an email. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that range you came from. My bad. <laughs> Oh, we did have somebody respond to one of their emails too. And I gotta read let me go back and read that email too. Uh it was uh Shayla. She emailed us a few weeks ago. Um Oh yeah, she said I uh, maybe it was because she said she noticed the time frame of the episode was shorter. She was able to complete the episode in her commute, um and reflect on the topic at hand. I guess she was she she sent me a message saying that uh she thought that um well she said that uh it wasn't any shade or whatever whatever that meant um i wanted her to elaborate when she said that because i didn't know the email because she sent it a couple weeks ago but uh she mm-hmm. said it wasn't no shade so <sighs> we didn't take it as shade and uh we kind of forgot about the discussion anyway we got a new email uh and if you guys would like to email us djblazeshow at gmail.com uh, let us know, you know, what what you think, how we doing or whatever. We got an email from, uh, should I say your whole, okay, well, I won't say your whole name, but I'll just read your email. It says, what's up, B? I'm Dustin from Alabama, but people call me Bama. Uh, okay. First off, RIP DJ Blaze. Um, yes, uh, RIP to DJ Blaze. Uh, the person who, the show's namesake, uh, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Um. He says, uh, hey, bro, y'all should check out Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. Uh, I follow both of y'all on IG. My IG name is Here Come the Plug, y'all. Here Come the Plug. His IG name is Hardrick underscore boy. Uh, once again, I love the show. Uh, keep being black and proud. Uh, he give us a, a black power fist that's kind of light. Well, it got a square on it, so I guess it's supposed to be the black one. So we'll let you pass. Uh, Dustin from Alabama. I uh, appreciate your... Uh, uh appreciate your email um yeah he said his instagram name is hardrick underscore boy h-a-r-d-r-i-c-k underscore boy spelled the correct way and i'm sure right now as we speak courtney is looking at it uh (laughs) (laughs) am i right yep yes okay uh well like i said the super bowl is this week well, it's today actually, because the day is Sunday. Um, and one of the main stories about this week in the Super Bowl is, well, leading up to the Super Bowl was you know the performances at the halftime show. A lot of people were uh, 
you know, said they declined. I know Jay Z wrote a line about it in a in a song. Um, numerous artists declined. Mary J. Blige and all kind of shit like that. Um, and Cardi B, she was one of the you know hot artists that declined the Super Bowl halftime performance um, because she says she's standing behind Colin Kaepernick. Uh, in an interview given to the Associated Press, uh, she confirmed she declined an invitation to perform at this year's sun- at God damn, get it out, nigga, at this Sunday Super Bowl halftime show, and explained exactly why she made that choice. Um, all right, here come my Cardi B voice, y'all. Courtney, you ready for my Cardi B voice? Yes. All right, <laughs> here we go. I got to sa- I got to sacrifice a lot of money to perform. Uh, but there's a man who sacrificed his job for us, uh, she said, referring to former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. My husband, he loves football. His kids play football. It's really hard for him, Cardi B said uh, of her now hus- of her husband. I'll say, um, but yeah, I can't read Cardi B voice no more, y'all, because I feel foolish. Uh, he really wants to go to the Super Bowl, but he can't go to the Super Bowl because he's got something to stand for, because he got to stand for something. Uh, says Kaepernick has been off the field for two seasons and unable to find a team to sign him after he led protests against racial racial injustice and police violence in the U.S. by kneeling during the singing of the national anthem before NFL games. His protest started a wider movement within the league and led to President Trump saying that players who kneel during the anthem should be fired. He also called them sons of bitches. Uh, while Cardi B is not performing at the halftime show, she'll be performing this weekend at a Super Bowl-related party and is also appearing in the Super Bowl commercial. Uh, in the AP interview, she maintained that she could make these appearances without directly supporting the NFL. Um, she says, I hear people saying like, oh, y'all are saying all this stuff about the Super Bowl, but you're doing all those these parties, she said. Um, and it's like, well, if the NFL could benefit off from us, then I'm going to benefit off y'all. Y'all make the most money off our people. Why am I not going to take advantage of y'all and take money from y'all too because of y'all we're getting these parties okay thank you um numerous performers including rihanna pink also turned down the opportunity to perform at the halftime show uh sunday's performance will be in maroon five joined by big boy of outcast and rapper travis scott uh so yeah uh how do you feel about cardi b um well i i'm i I can already assume that you're okay with her not performing, but uh, how do you feel about her, you know, being this commercial and uh, doing these uh, parties at the Super Bowl in Atlanta? So the parties that she's doing, I mean, they're having the parties because it's Super Bowl weekend and the Super Bowl is there, but is the NFL getting any of the proceeds from those parties? Uh, probably not, especially if they like a you know compound or some shit like right, that. Right, right. And I think, as a matter of fact, I seen something that says she will be at compound. Um, so that that portion of it doesn't bother me. Um, because at the end of the day, that money is pretty for the most part benefiting the city of Atlanta. Or just the people who throwing the party. Or, yeah, I'm gonna say, <laughs> or potentially just the people that's throwing a party. At either rate, that's where it's staying. It's not going toward the NFL. Um. I don't really know about the other. I don't know because I feel like she she's getting a lot of backlash, but I haven't really made up my mind if to if I feel like it is um, 
contradicting. Do you think it's contradicting? Uh, at first I didn't, but then after reading this, you know what I'm saying, and thinking about it, um, like you said, the party isn't, but the the Super Bowl commercial, I think she's kind of wrong about the Super Bowl commercial because just, yeah. whoever she's, um, she's doing a commercial for, they paid the NFL. Well, so, they didn't so, pay the NFL. And that's my part because Pepsi Man. paid the NFL or oh, does the commercial? NFL pay Pepsi? It's a pe- Pepsi commercial? Yeah, it's Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pepsi definitely paid. Well, you know what, though? They didn't pay the NFL, though. They paid CBS. So, and see, that was my thing. I was trying to detangle what, how the money is. I mean, it's shown, it's shown during halftime because of the Super Bowl, because that's when it said they have, it said they have so many views, but Pepsi paid Cardi and then Pepsi also paid the actual television network. I mean, it's still, I mean, she's, I mean, at at the end of the day, um, it's kind of benefiting it. Well, the NFL already made their money, right? They sold right. They sold the rights to the Super Bowl to I, I don't know what channel is coming on it, whether whether it's Fox or um Fox or uh CBS. It's one of those two. I think it's CBS though. So CBS probably paid, you know, a billion dollars or five hundred million or probably a billion dollars to have the rights for the Super Bowl for high, for X amount of years, right? So in order to get their money back, CBS charges all of these people or these companies so much for advertisement or whatever. So, um, I guess technically, uh, they didn't pay CBS. I mean, they didn't pay the NFL. They're paying CBS or whatever to air those commercials. And so, CBS is really the one who will probably benefit and Pepsi, um, because the viewers gonna be there regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna they're gonna have the millions of viewers regardless watching the Super Bowl. So, huh. I, I guess she's kind of okay. I mean, I don't give a fuck whether or not she uh, performs or, you know, does the commercial or not. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard. But, I mean, if, if if to me, it's like whatever you feel is cool to do is on you, especially when you at least trying to stand for something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't just I be agree. like, man, fuck everything. And I'm just I'm just here for the money. You know what I'm saying? She did take, you know, make a public stand about the uh about performing at the uh halftime show or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And uh but now I mean she did, you know, take a little stand. Uh I think I think Big Boy did some shit or whatever. You know, he always been doing some shit as far as like black shit or whatever, so I don't know. I don't really fault him too much. Uh, Tra- I think they say Travis Scott gave like a hundred thousand dollars to some cause or whatever so mm-hmm. you know maroon five they white so i mean they get i guess they get the white pass <laughs> so um it's really not too much you can really i don't feel like it's too much you can say to anybody that's like really doing the shit because everybody like if you stand for something a little bit then because everybody talk all this fly shit about boycott this and protest that or whatever but at the end of the day you're going unless you're working for a black organization or whatever like you really can't say shit to nobody else especially if there's money involved you know what i'm saying unless it's like blatant shit or whatever so at the end of the day she doing what she feeling her heart is right if you feel in your heart that you're doing something that's hypocritical or whatever or you feel bad about some shit you're doing then maybe you need to change your course but if she feeling her heart that what she's doing is 
you know, the right way to go to go about things and she formulated this uh 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 what's the word I'm thinking of? This I don't wanna say excuse, but this reasoning, her reasoning that she has behind that, that the way she's doing things, then I'm cool with it or whatever. Plus she's young as hell, so eh, I'm cool with it though. But shout out to her. I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, you know. Call me a coon if you want to. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't saying nothing about you being a coon. I just, it, it, I ain't watching it. I'm just still not. And you know, I'm watching it though. Wow. I started out this this year not watching the NFL, not talking about the NFL, nothing. I did good for like 15 weeks, but then I noticed like it seemed like everybody was watching. I only know one person. Well, okay, including you. No, I know. I knew about three or four people that really didn't that stopped watching the NFL. That like really watch sports. You know what I'm saying? Including you. Um, and I'm counting you and your wife as one unit. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I only knew like four. You know what I'm saying? Another person was um, um, another podcast I listened to um, with friends on Facebook that he the homie to uh, Randolph Terrence. He he list. I know he watches football a lot. Matter of fact, we got the same team or whatever favorite team or whatever. And he stopped watching football last year. You know what I'm saying? He took the stand. So like on Sundays, you'll see him posted up doing stuff outside or whatever. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's a few people that I do know. That stopped watching, but for the most part, nobody stopped watching. Like shit, shit carried on like it was nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, man, yeah. fuck this shit. I'm I'm going back to that crack. <laughs> I'm going back to that crack, and it's been entertaining ever since. Um, uh, let's see what else been going on. I guess we're keeping entertainment. Uh, I know you're not really watching TV too much, but have you started watching Black Panther? Not Black Panther, Black Lightning. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, you wait. Yeah, so I'm on the second season. Oh, you're on the second season? Yes. But wait. I'm not done with the second season. I know they just got renewed for a third. Oh, way to go. Thank you. Kill the lead. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Damn, I crushed that. Yeah, well, they have, like you uh, said, they've been renewed for a third season uh, what, by the network. Um so uh shout out to them um and if y'all haven't watched black lightning it's a real good show it's a black blackity show um i guess that can be your black history month uh homework or whatever or you know assignment just to watch some shit that's black they have protests in there and all kind of shit Mm -hmm, they did it's a really good show i started watching it because of you and amy um and my cousin um and so I started watching it and it's been really good. It took me by complete and utter surprise. Why? Because of how black it was? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Completely. I was just kind of like, and this bitch on for real TV, like just black as fuck. And I know why oldest, you like it. The oldest daughter. That's why you I like can't remember that. her name on the show, um, but I just know. Anissa, um, I think. Huh? I think her name is Anissa. One of them name is Anissa. Yeah, her name is Anissa. The other Anissa. daughter named Jen. Yeah, Anissa. Yeah, okay. So, because I only I was about to say her Instagram name, which is her real name. That thing fine up, y'all. Woo. Yeah, she thick as a motherfucker, boy. But she, she, she can't she can't act for shit, though. She fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it is her acting is on like um sometimes you know the BET like low budget movies that you just still I, watch at the I, 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 Don't put that on BET. <laughs> you better say Lifetime. 
I'm gonna say I don't watch Lifetime. Oh, okay. All right. I don't watch Lifetime because they look stupid fake. At least if I'm gonna look at stupid fake movies, I want to see my people. So I'm gonna watch it on BET. Yeah. Um, but however, she may be got some room to grow. I definitely like the little sister. I just remember not the in little them tight ass from- jeans. She ain't got no room to grow. Continue. <laughs> I just remember the little sister from being in Tyler Perry movies with her little sisters, and I just think it's I think it's a dope show. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Uh, so congrats to them. Oh, and one other thing about that email, he said, uh, check out abduct. <sighs> Do say abducted in plain sight on Netflix. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about that. I think it's like a movie, a documentary, or something like that. So uh, okay. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Uh, uh, I think you should check it out too this week. Okay. So we can All have right. something extra to talk about. All right. I, you know, I will. I'm definitely gonna put that on my calendar for tomorrow because you know your girl gainfully employed now. You off, I'm off tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah. My first my training schedule for the first two or three weeks is Tuesday through Saturday. It's gross. No, it ain't gross. You working? <laughs> Shout out to the unemployed people listening. Oh yeah. Lord! Yeah, get your Always. Do me so bad. Stop Lord. complaining. I be hearing people complain about their little shit. Like when I hear people complain about the weather, I be like, "Bitch, you ain't got to work in it." Like, stop complaining about shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch that uh one day this week. Um, did you watch the Killer Mike uh, show? Uh, what's it called? Trigger Warning. I am. I'm not complete. I'm a, definitely. I ain't even going to front. I'm on episode like two or three. I've turned it on several times. And just at first, it wasn't catching me. But I'm gonna tell you when it caught me, and I was like, "Oh shit! Let me sit down and watch it." When it was Whenever in the classroom, I, his Breakfast Club interview. Oh, so now you want to go back and watch it? I've been telling y'all niggas. I know. I I've been know. Telling and I kept niggas. trying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let y'all in. I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. I be at the forefront of shit. Like, I be at the beginning, like, when it come out, I be like, yo, do this. Don't get on the front of the wave. Don't get behind the wave. I be telling y'all some shit that's jumping or it's good or whatever, and you wait to listen. Then then you want to uh, wait until they go to the breakfast club and listen to shit. Now you want to go back and watch it. No, just listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you up on some good shit. Put you up on some good shit. Just listen to me. Shut up. Yeah. I tried, and I, it just couldn't catch me. Or maybe I was too tired when I was trying to watch it. You know, you, you've been having me on watch overload. I don't know when the last time I watched as much TV as I be doing for, you know, just because stuff be coming on. You be like, oh, watch this. We, you know, we're going to talk about this. Or because you, between you, Amy, and then my cousins in our group chat, always hyping up a show, make me feel like, well, damn, I'm missing out. I'm Let me just- turn it on. I'm like, gonna tell you just one thing. If somebody that telling you to watch something tell you to watch Empire or Green Leaf, don't listen to shit they say. Anyway. No. Well, so I have had people telling me to watch Green Leaf. Um, nobody can have me watch Empire. I haven't watched it since like part halfway through the second season, and I'm good. Like I don't even need to see no more. Um, Green Leaf, I've only seen bits and pieces if I'm at somebody else's house and they're watching it, but it's not anything I don't want to be caught up into that drama. Just like I used to watch Have and Have Not. I ain't seen that since like season two, but not even a full season. Like I just can't them kind of shows like that. I, you know, I mean they good or whatever, I guess the people be saying, but no. hmm And speaking of Empire, uh I know you heard about earlier this week, uh was it this week, Jesse Smollett? Uh he he allegedly got mm-hmm. attacked. Um, the, he had a racist, homophobic attack. Um, 
someone he got beat up by a couple guys at two in the morning in Chicago. Uh, they called him the F word and they uh, tied a noose around his neck. Um, and so everybody's been at first, you know, everybody was behind him, and then you know people were saying that um, his uh, uh, story seemed a little fishy. Um, you know, they're waiting on evidence from the police and everything. Um, and one of uh, everyone's most problematic faves uh, as of late, uh, Erica Badu. Uh, she came out and said something. Uh, you know, she says, "Are y'all sure you know the facts before we tear shit up?" Because just last week, every headline written about me was all out of context and manipulated to trigger your outrage. Um, and so that was what she tweeted uh, earlier in the week. And. At first, you know what I'm saying, people were coming after Erica Badu, you know what I'm saying, but uh, I don't know. I see a lot of people on her wave now saying that he was leaving, yeah. lying, and the shit seemed fishy. One dude, he he wrote a long Instagram post about Jesse lying and saying that he probably was on Grinder out yeah, looking, for, looking for dick <laughs> late at night, you know what I'm saying, because ain't no way you're going to be out at 2 in the morning like nobody else, nobody deliver, and... Oh boy, got do got a point. You know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd be damned if I'd be out in Chicago at two in the morning. Well, I mean, maybe he was in a good neighborhood, but if I'm out at two in the morning, I ain't going to no motherfucking subway. Right, I agree. <clears throat> but uh, oh shit, I'm sorry, y'all. I just got distracted by a text. Mm. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I. I was going to say, how do you feel? Do you feel like this story is uh, some type of way? Like, are you side-eyeing or are you like, he said he was attacked and that's it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, until further, you know what I'm saying, shit come out, you know what I'm saying? Then the only thing I had, I, I felt was ironic was that was like when it initially started or whatever, Kevin Hart put out a tweet about, I wish I could find it. Um, Let me see if I can about, find it. About love, about how he just uh, going giving out all love and no hate, hate sicking him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was ironic because of his joke that he put out, um, you know, some years ago or whatever about, I think, beating his son if he was gay or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. the exact same type of energy that people was saying that, yo, this fucked up or whatever, and that he should apologize for, and he was hesitant to apologize for. Um, this was the same type of energy, like, people were telling him, like, yo, this could lead to people, you know, hurting gay people or whatever or you know what I'm saying violence towards gay people or it's very violent towards gay people his tweets or whatever and now he's because of somebody that he knows uh it's we don't need this in the world and we need to get this type of stuff out of the world or whatever like that was very yeah. ironic you know what I'm saying and uh I agree I don't yeah. um I'm not I'm somewhere in the middle of he got attacked, but some shit ain't right in the story. Like, only be, I mean, everybody can do what they want to do. I just know with the temperatures being as low as they were, even if you got home late, you know that you are, whether you feel like you're an A-list celebrity, B-list, D-list, F-list, wherever the list go. I just, even me being a regular, smegular ass motherfucker, 
at that late at night, whenever I'm just getting to a location, I'm not finna walk no motherfucking way. That for, them ain't my stepping grounds. That ain't them. Them ain't my streets. I, nobody there don't know me. Is gonna be like that Ross sister or that that red daughter. Like nobody ain't gonna say them things. I'm not doing that. And for Subway, Lord, mm, not two in the for morning. Subway, not two in the morning. I mean, I, I mean, and maybe some people like that. But my thing is, if if you gonna ever think I'm about to walk somewhere for some food at two in the morning in those type of free in that type of weather, bitch, it better be something comparable to a Waffle House or a mom and pop joint that might be selling something real popping for me that time of morning. Cause Subway just ain't gonna cut it. Subway, I'll pay that little fee on Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, and, and whatever else local thing. Cause each town got their own little local little food service seem like nowadays to just do and i was real i'm real confused about the whole noose and the bleach thing were they carrying the noose and the bleach with them just late at night anyway did someone drop a dime and tell them that you were there so then they was waiting with it like I was, i'm just so confused about that part yeah two things i do want to say like people like a lot of people been saying about the freezing temperatures or whatever when this allegedly happened that those temp like it wasn't as cold so uh, maybe at two a.m. it was maybe it was like thirty something or something. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't in freezing temperatures like they had. And it was a lady that, uh, like a little while after it happened, she was saying that she noticed a guy like kind of hanging around outside of the uh, place where he was staying. I don't know if it was a hotel or whatever. Maybe it was an apartment or whatever. Yeah, I think it was her apartment. He was hanging around the door late because she said she went outside to like walk her dog or let her dog out you know what I'm saying she was like the dude was kind of sketchy and he was looking across at another guy and she was like she kind of got skeeved out white boy phrase and uh she went back inside or whatever so um maybe maybe it's not a lie maybe he did get attacked the noose and the bleach maybe he added that himself to like kind of well no she in her shit she did say he was holding some thing but who the fuck stands around holding bleach you know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the part that kind of fuck it up for me. Like the bleach. Like yeah, like you standing around holding bleach in a noose just because this is your sole purpose to do this. My thing is, if you gonna stand around outside, even if it ain't as cold, the cold front ain't there, and then whatever, and you gonna stand around outside with bleach in a noose, and you gonna be waiting for a motherfucker to come outside. All you wanted to do was pour a little bit on them and put it around their neck and then leave them alive. I'm confused. Did did they beat them up? Yeah, um, yes, he did get beat up. He, I just seen a clip on Shade Room before we recorded. He was at his performance. He was singing. He said he wanted to clip a few things. His ribs were not cracked or um, broken, but he was bruised, and he did fight back. Um, it was something else, two other things he touched up on, too, but I can't remember what they were. Um, but he did say that, oh, he, one of the other things he said, he did go straight to the doctor's office, but he was not admitted into an emergency room. Well, okay. Um, yeah. But so he, I mean, he, they, he did, they did fight him, but see, excuse me. And another thing, when the story initially broke, they said it was two guys. But now it seems like, from what you're saying, the lady's only saying she saw one. No, she said she saw a person standing outside, like, and she, and he was looking across wherever, like, I don't know if it was across the street or across the alleyway. Like, he was making eye contact with another guy. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, they had some something going on. She was like, she kind of got weirded out and she, you know what I'm saying, went back inside earlier than she would have. Like, if you know what I'm saying? I guess she was out there 
because her dog might have had to pee or something. So she was out right. there with her with her animal, and she uh, just went back inside because it, you know, what I'm saying it just didn't feel right. So um, I don't know, man. Um, I, I I don't know. I hope. I mean, I know it's something bad that had that allegedly happened to him or whatever, but I hope it did happen because. It's kind of like the uh, the shit that happened with Chris Brown, where the where the girl lied on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna it'll make it harder for other women that want to come forward or whatever, because it'll just be more people saying like shit, like these bitches lying. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want any more of these niggas be lying about this type of shit to come out or whatever. So yeah, I don't um, either because people. When I tell you, everybody was writing Chris Brown off, and as was I. Like, okay, if this is what you're doing, we are gonna keep the same energy, and you cancel. But then also, when it came about that the girl was lying, I, I, it, there was complete and utter crickets. Like, I didn't even see posts about people even saying shit about the girl lying, with the exception of Chris Brown and the damn shade room. Oh yeah, yeah. But there um, were a lot of posts about how he was gonna be canceled, and that did make me feel that did make me feel a little bad for him. And I remember I don't know, know what radio or no, I think it was a podcast, and they was just saying like they didn't voice their opinion, but this whole time they were just when it first came out they were like, eh, because they were like if they had said he had fought a woman, they'd been like Chris Brown definitely did that. We ain't forgiving him a second time. His ass canceled. But when they said the rape thing, they they just felt like they weren't sure. And then when it came up that it was a lie, they was just kind of like, they they felt like their gut instinct was good and they were glad they didn't make no public stance on their social media. And I just was like, well, yeah, I mean, because that's kind of a thing too. But it make you feel so bad to even, for me, that's why I don't want to be like, I think Jesse lying in the story fishy because I don't ever want to tell someone that say something happened to them. It's a lie, but also I have to acknowledge that some of the story is a little a little fishy fishy for me. Yeah. I just yeah. want a little clarity. Mm-hmm. Um I guess we'll keep it entertainment news. Um no uh, we talked about the uh Firefest or whatever. Um, you know, the most pa- famous person, in my opinion, uh in the Firefest was uh oh god, what was his name? He was one of the producers of the show. Um, Andy King. Um, he's uh became a certified meme sensation. Um, which he explained to Vanity Fair in a new interview uh that has resulted in m- numerous reality television offers for his own show. Um he said he had three TV show offers this week from notable networks. Uh in the old world of TV, it was the Carol Burnett show in these films, lighthearted shows that weren't cri- all crime-related. Uh, you see the attractiveness of HGTV, HGTV today. Uh, people love Flip or Flop or Fixer Upper. Uh, he said, let's just say it's going to be a show about hosting crazy events, uh, what it takes to make them happen. Uh, there will be cliffhangers, and you'll get to follow me around and see how I pull them off. Uh, he says, additionally, he's been offered to be the star of various water company advertising campaigns uh in a dip in a perfect world uh one of those brands is avion um <sighs> and it says the circle of fellatio <laughs> will be complete um so uh i had i, I saw this uh, somebody posted that he was getting his own show and i was just like uh what did he do to get it but you know you know he's willing to do anything for the team but uh shout out to him uh I guess he's the only person out of that whole debacle um, that got something. And uh, 
if y'all don't recall, if you haven't watched it, he's a guy that uh wanted to try to save Fire Festival. Um and it was a uh, truckloads of Avion water that was held by uh customs or whatever and they told him that he needed to suck dick in order to get him and he went down there in his words fully prepared to suck dick for uh water. So he's now been given TV shows and offered water advertisement deals. Um which is hmm very interesting. I wonder how that commercial would be like. Um I don't know. I just I don't even have the imagination for it. He'd probably come on and be like, I do anything for this water. Some shit. Uh, like see what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope not. Yeah. Um uh, we just spoke about uh uh the weather and shit. What? Oh. Go ahead. Cause you know we didn't ever discuss what? We never discussed you. What you mean? Oh, the show we you. Did. Right, because when Pamela was on, we didn't discuss it because she hadn't seen it. And then the next week, we just talked about the fire fest, and that was it. We didn't ever discuss you. Oh, so you want to you wanna talk about you and your thoughts on you? We can get into that. Oh, wait. Oh, do you think we did? What hmm. you mean? Um... Did we? Because I feel like I remember, but maybe that was just me and you talking. Because we did a lot of texting during the show because my nerves was bad. Well, no, you were asking me a whole bunch of questions and, and you know what I'm saying? I, I Some of the stuff I didn't want to answer because I didn't want to spoil you on it. So, Right. Um, Same to say as we were doing texting during the show. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like at a, at one point I just stopped responding because oh yeah you did I didn't want I didn't want to spoil you because you were asking um, certain specific questions that I could I would have give, given away certain plot points that would have you know what I'm saying would have like deadened some of the shock of seeing it later on so I didn't want to spoil you or whatever okay but uh, how I'm gonna did... hold my response to that and it's gonna be my unpopular opinion oh okay all right all right and maybe then we can talk about the show a little bit okay all right um. Let's see what else been going on. I know we talked about the weather in Chicago. Um, how you know what I'm saying it was supposed to be like below fifty, like all kind of crazy shit from this cold front. Like you know what I'm saying. Well, I guess in that area, um, Chicago was uh, you know what I'm saying braced for that last week. Um, but it was one woman um that paid to get dozens of homeless Chicago residents off the street um because of the cold temperatures. I know that uh. I think I saw something that said like 15 people froze to death overnight. I thought it was going to be more than that. Um, 15 homeless people froze to death overnight in, in certain parts of the city or whatever. But this one particular person uh, paid to get dozens of homeless people uh, off the streets during the, the cold temperatures. Um, and uh, that person is Candace Payne. Um, uh, it, it says it all started with her uh, act, her first act of kindness and then it snowballed into a life-saving effort by a group of Strangers on the city south side uh, said on Wednesday, many people living in a tent city had to abandon the area after a propane tank being used for heat explode. <laughs> Shit, exploded. <laughs> uh, volunteer Candace Payne started it all, impulsively charging 20 hotel rooms on her Amer- American Express card. Mm, that let me know something right there. American Express card after realizing how dangerous this week's sub-zero temperatures would be. Um, that's when other volunteers also dug deep into their pockets and picked up the tab for a total of 60 hotel rooms for homeless men and women 
during the cold snap. Uh, Jermaine and Robert told CBS Chicago that Candace is their angel. Um, we don't get that type of help. Jermaine said, I really needed them at that point, so they came right in time. Um, and all Payne's efforts led to the volunteer group being able to cover three nights at a, at the hotel for at least 80 people. Uh, it says, Lake, damn, Lake Michigan froze. That shit look crazy. It's a picture of the, the, the lake freezing. It looked like a waterfall or something. That shit froze. That shit's crazy. But uh, shout out to her. Uh, Candace Payne. And the pay for rooms for, for 80 rooms. No, for 80 people. That's crazy. For three nights, too. 60 hotel rooms. That's crazy. So shout out to her. Um, I ain't had no information in there like how you can donate to her or whatever. But I guess it ain't going to be as cold. So. Uh, yeah. I do know um, when I was, I read one doc, one article this morning where mm -hmm. they were talking about how so many more people started calling because um, she initially was only booking the rooms through like Thursday. And then with the help of other people paying for rooms and the donations, like it, they, the homeless people ended up getting to stay until Sunday. Um, restaurants were sending over trays. And um, she initially had 30 rooms, but due to donations, she was able to, they were able to secure 60 rooms. And even the owner, the manager of the hotel or whom, however it was set up, um, they lowered the rooms to make it more affordable for people to be able to cover more than one room or what have you. So they really did come together to help those people. And I'm glad because I also seen where they were saying some people had froze to death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, good, I mean, Candace got that bread though. She got that American Express. You can't get that American Express if you ain't got that bread. I know several people with American Express and I. They got that bread and a good credit. Anyway, uh, in other philanthropic news, uh, uh, Alpha Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, uh, they pledges they pledged uh ten million dollars to HBCUs in honor of Black History Month. Um, they pledged to distribute the ten million. Dollars to 96 accredited H damn, it's that many HBCUs. Uh during Black History Month, uh presidents from 32 HBCUs will receive the first installment of fifty thousand dollars at the AKA International Headquarters in Chicago, uh partnering with the Educational Advancement Foundation, uh AKA established the AKA HBCU Empowerment Fund to assist the financial stability of historically black colleges and universities. Uh, Bennett College, I think we talked about them last week, um, a historically black women's college in North Carolina will be one of the, those universities to benefit from the fund. Uh, the institution is the official sister school of Morehouse College. Mm, I didn't know that. I thought that was Spelman. What school is it's in Atlanta? It's Spelman and what other school? What's that? Um, Clark Atlanta. Maybe yeah. it's Clark. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's Spelman's sister school. Uh, I mean, brother school, you know, whatever. Uh, and the STEM, STEM students and officials reported they could possibly close if they didn't raise $5 million by February. This fund will undoubtedly help Bennett Bells and supporters as they continue to fight for the historic college. Um. So, yeah, shout out to the AKAs uh, for shooting all that bread out. You know what I'm saying? So. I wonder where they, well, I guess they get the money from, like, dudes and shit. I'm like, you know, they get $10 million to give all these schools. Maybe they should have just gave, like, a million dollars to that one school just for this time or whatever. Like, yo, we got y'all. 
Because I wonder if they got their money or not being at college. You think they got their money? I think if they didn't get their money, they would have said something. They would have reported it by now. I don't know. I mean, they say they got until February. It just started, so maybe maybe they got until the end of February. <clears throat> um. So yeah, um, shout out to the AKAs, uh, Courtney. You, you follow politics a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I be, uh, yeah. You do. Um, and you're blackity black. You know, you're one of the black. I mean, you got an afro, so you got to be black, right? <laughs> 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 We're gonna be done. Uh, anyway, there's a, a new Democrat Democratic presidential candidate. Um, no, I'm not talking about Kamala Harris. You know, she's it's been debated about her, and then you know, um, Cory Booker. He's thrown his name into the hat. Um, well, there's this white woman who's thrown her name in the hat also, but she's coming out with something that uh, you know, major raise your eyebrows a little bit. She says she wants. $100 billion in slavery reparations. Uh, Marianne Williamson, that's her name. She's uh, an author and she's a spiritual advisor to Oprah. Um, she announced her candidacy, candidacy on Monday. Uh, she said, we need a moral and spiritual awakening in the country. Uh, nothing short of that is adequate to fundamentally change the patterns of our political dysfunction. Uh, she believes her work as a spiritualist will aid her if she makes it to the White House. Uh, she said, we need someone to articulate what's happening, the deeper levels of moral dysfunction. Uh, she says, I have had thir a 35-year career in naming and transforming those dynamics. Uh, that's my qualification for the presidency at this time. Uh, the Texas Democrat ran for Congress in 2014 but placed fourth in the primaries. She endorsed Bernie Sanders for president in 2016. Um, according to her website, she's a progressive. she has progressive values, including passing pro-choice legislation, Federal protections for LGBTQ citizens and universal, universal health care. She's also a proponent of reparations for the descendants of enslaved people. Uh, in fact, she wants to al allocate $100 billion to be distributed to slavery descendants over the course of a, of a decade. Uh, she says, I believe $100 billion given to a council to apply this money to economic projects and educational projects for, of renewal for that population is a debt to be paid. Um, and she's the fifth woman to announce her intentions to run for president, according to Business Insider. Um, see, Kamala Harris, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, and Senator Elizabeth Warren. All women who are presidential candidates, well, so far. Uh, what did you think about this? I know you I know you saw this story. <laughs> I did, I wasn't moved. You weren't moved? No. Why not? I mean, that's cool and all that. I mean, that's that's how she feel. Um, and I I know that there are some people that's going to be like, well, at least she's trying to do something. At least she's trying to do something. Um, you get out of my head. I'm not baby. cool. I mean, it's cool that you're trying to do something. If you want the A for effort, okay, that's fine. But you way off on the landmark with your number. So instead of, tr like, say what you mean to mean what you say, like, come correct with the number that you want to give. Um, that I'm, I'm not impressed by that. Um, just period. And you being a spiritual financial or a spiritual advisor, excuse me, to Oprah, don't make me any more pressed for you. Uh, I mean, Oprah will still Oprah will still be Oprah without without her spiritual advising. I mean, that's um, debatable. I mean, ask Oprah. Okay. I bet you Oprah will be like, 
Oprah will say something different. Anyway, go ahead. Well, then that's Oprah business. And anyway, I'm just not moved. I'm not sold. Um, I'm, I'm not. I, I have yet. I mean, everyone is still coming out of the woodworks. Everyone is still talking. The election is next year. Um, so it's the right time. But I haven't done enough research at this point to say any of these motherfuckers is getting um my vote. I mean, as the only person I've heard say something, I, may, I might be wrong, but she's the only person that said something about any type of reparations. Um, she has. I mean, I remember like last time when they were asking Bernie Sanders about reparations, and he like was like, "Everybody need uh, it, it economic whatever." You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of backed away from the reparation discussion, and she jumped out in front with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then she was like, "It ain't just like because I saw some people say like that ain't enough money. Like that's only twenty seven hundred dollars a person or whatever." But like she ain't talking about like you get twenty seven hundred dollars. It's like you get educational shit, you know what I'm saying? You get some shit building your community to help the community out. Like, cause if it, it even if it's a million dollars per person, right? Everybody's just gonna fuck that money up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it should be something that can last. And like some of the shit she talking about could last. You know what I'm saying? I may be wrong, but by the time some of that shit really jump off, most of us would probably be passed away. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely would have <clears throat> been transitioned. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't she, know. She's she's been the candidate so far that's talked the most benefit to my community. But I'm still not. I, I'm not. I haven't. I'm not pressed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's a Democrat, and uh, many people think that Democrats are so progressive, and you know, they're not racist. You know, what I'm saying all kind of shit like that. Well, uh, the Virginia Governor Ralph Northman Northam. He's uh, trying to change that, I guess. Uh, it was some pictures that came out with him um, in blackface. I guess he was he the one in blackface, or was he uh, in the KKK? Um, uniform? From what I gathered from the picture, I thought he was the one in the KKK uniform. Okay, all right, all right. Well, there have been calls to have him resign. Um, uh, and the spokeswoman, spokeswoman for the governor, said he planned to announce at a press conference. That he would not resign. Um, he doesn't plan to leave his office despite pressure from prominent lawmakers to resign over a racially inf- offensive photo that appeared in, on his medical school yearbook page. Uh, what fucking school did he go to um, that would put some goofy shit up like that, for one? like, Did they want to out him? That maybe. had to be the motive. Maybe. Um... Yeah, but a lot of people call it call for his uh, resignation. Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Kamala, as they should. Uh, you know, Julian Castro. Castro, you ain't gonna win, bro. You got the wrong last name. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. The, the Republican Party of Virginia Chairman Jack Wilson said racism has no place in Virginia. These pictures are wholly inappropriate. If Governor Northam appeared in blackface or dressed in a KKK robe, he should resign immediately. And this is the Republican Party of Virginia chairman. In Virginia, which was the capital of the Confederacy, if I if my history serves me correctly, um, my knowledge of history. Uh and the photo came from a 1984 Eastern Virginia Medical School. Yeah, Eastern Virginia Medical School. 
and it ran alongside pictures of a personal uh, of personal information about him. So yeah, that was him, man. They ain't got that shit wrong. Um, okay. For sure. And I feel like he should resign. The fact that he even is trying to challenge it, talk about he's not going to resign and do all this. I'm just, the goddamn balls you got, sir, just resign. Take your L and sit the fuck down. Don't nobody want to be, don't nobody want to be governed um, by no blatant racist, even though in some cases, let me tell you something. The The governor of the state I live in, last name is McMaster. Yeah. And he sounds like a McMaster. I'm sure. I have no room to talk about living, wanting to live nowhere where nobody is racist. Um, I agree. But Donald Trump, he weighed in on it um, on Twitter. He said, (laughs) I believe that I'm not either of those. Well, he said, uh, Democratic Governor um, Ralph Northam of Virginia just stated, "I I believe that I'm not either one of the people in the photo. Uh, this was 24 hours after apologizing for appearing in the picture and after making the most horrible statement on super late term abortion. Unforgivable. Um, in the second tweet, uh, the president remarked that Northam's opponent in 2017, in the 2017 Virginia gubernatorial race, uh, Ed Gillespie, must be furious with his campaign staff for not finding the picture during the elections. Let me tell you something. If Donald Trump ever said anything wrong ever in his life, he might not say nothing else right ever for the rest of his life. That's the most true statement I heard this year. Because if I was that nigga, Ed Gillespie, I would be pissed the fuck off that y'all niggas couldn't find this picture. Because if that picture would have came out, nobody would have voted for this nigga. Nobody. Nigga, you like, this was 2017 race. Yeah, he, he would have lost that shit. And the picture been out since 84. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do y'all not find this shit? I'd have been pissed off. Oh, who he done pissed off recently that made them want to post that? Yeah. Now versus before. Well, um, it, it was some um <sighs> new thing or whatever. I don't know if because I only read a little bit of it. I, I want to say it's a, a proposed bill or something where it's like like late-term abortions, like he uh spoke out in favor of it. So I don't know if that's what it is that, you know what I'm saying, made them be like, yo, are you for this? So we're going we gonna to come out um, with this, you know what I'm saying, to get people to not fuck with you or whatever. So maybe that's it. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's because he was uh, all for this late-term abortion um, bill or whatever. And, and if, if I'm wrong about the late-term abortion shit, y'all email or let me know. Uh, but yeah, um, in other news, other news, uh, we were talking about how cold it was, you know, in the uh, I guess in the Midwest. Um, there's a video of a Detroit police officer, uh, he posted a racist video, um, on Snapchat. He's in the fire, uh, he pulled over a black woman over uh, at a traffic stop and he made a walk um officer gary Steele he has been reassigned while the detroit police department investigates the video um and they confirmed that he posted it on tuesday uh it began after he pulled over 23 year old area more for having an expired registration and he seized the vehicle he could have let her go your registration bad that just mean you know what i'm saying she got insurance and shit they still he could just he could have just wrote her a ticket you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. anyway 
Uh, he told her to exit the vehicle so the vehicle could be towed. She declined to ride home from the officers and had to walk a block home in below freezing weather. Oh, okay. So she didn't have to walk too far, but she, man, they could have let her go home. You know what I'm saying? She was a block away from home. Anyway, the video shows her walking. One of the officers says she is doing the walk of shame. Um, and this was on Snapchat. So, you know, they got them stickers and shit. And uh, one of the stickers that he added said uh, what black girl magic looks like. And then another one uh, said uh, celebrating black history month. In the end, the officer, uh, in the end of the video, the officer said something. He said, uh, bye, Felicia. Mm, Moore and her mother, uh, Monique Mobley, said they were shocked when WXYZ showed them Steele's video. Uh, she says, I've never had this happen to me. I'm kind of shocked. I don't really know how to feel right now. I'm still trying to take it in, um, Moore said. Uh, her mother said, uh, "Why? what they put on there that's racist, they're demeaning my child for no reason. Um, She's 23. Her mama probably about 43, too. I wonder what her mama looked like. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Police Chief James Craig told reporters on Thursday that he agrees with her assessment. Uh, he says, I'm angry. I'm angry because this was a racially insensitive post. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole bunch of blah, blah, blah. Hopefully he get fired. But, um... <sighs> Yeah, that's what you have to deal with in America. Mhm. Exactly. And like for him to think that it would be funny, or him for him to even think that nothing would happen to him, like you put right. put that on your social media, um, which is troubling. Because it's troubling because for him to not think that there would be any consequences of. You know, putting some shit up like this, not seeing that it's racial, um, kind of uh, leads me to believe that's the mindset of police. Like they don't feel like there's no consequences and shit that they don't think certain shit is racial, um, like shooting black people or yeah. hanging a black woman or beating up a black woman or saying she's doing a walk of shame in in freezing temperatures. So. That's just one of the other re more reasons why I don't fuck with uh, police. Um, I don't yeah. at all. I um shared a pay a post on my page this week and um I captioned it "Black women are the shit." Um, and it was about um, it was a racist police officer, and I don't know why. As soon as I'm about to start telling the story, I think, oh, a small import, a uh, small town in Oregon, or maybe in Portland, the whitest state or the whitest city in the world, so they say. Um, and he made a joke. They were doing some type of exercise or getting ready to go in somewhere, and he was just say, "If you see a black person, just shoot them." Oh yeah, I heard about that. I didn't. I declined yeah. to read that. No, so I could not decline. I could not decline because when I seen it, the post was set up kind of like mine because the the headline of it is just like racist police officer like kill if you see a black person sh just shoot him. Um, but then the caption like how I did was like black women are magical or something like that. So I'm like, nah, I need understanding because the caption and the store the headline don't match. So that's what prompted me to read it. And I just in turn shared it and said the same thing. Um, but it was very informative. But it took a, a black woman getting on the council, the first black person ever in this 
city because it's coined the whitest city in the in the US. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they paid this officer off, like gave him his pension, did all this stuff off the books. The people of the city never knew, like they were trying to keep it so quiet. And there were so many things that went into it that prevented her from bringing it up any other way but when they were starting a meeting she said it on the mic on record and that was the only way that she could say it to get it out there because every all of the other documents were sealed and they couldn't be unsealed so this was the only way to get it to be known to the general public to everyone else and then thus force everyone to have to unseal it and then strip him of all the money that he was getting all of the and if i don't know if his back pay had been completed or if he got that hundred and something thousand dollars at one time or what but um yeah like to just get it corrected and it just makes me feel like after and he made that comment after he had um didn't get indicted on shooting a black person so so it was fine so it was on record that he said this and then he got uh disciplined or whatever and they made him resign but is that what you're saying yeah, so, so then, he it was on record. Yep, he had he got the you know how they do suspended with pay or whatever, and then they he came back and worked another full year, but people were still uneasy and he was still making jokes, and then they fired him. Well, as soon as they fired him, he went and got a lawyer that was gonna sue them, the city, for I guess wrongful or like um termination or something like that mm-hmm. and then they determined that he would have indeed had a case so to avoid it they like sealed up the records they paid him his back pay a hundred and some thousand dollars they let him get his pension they um and it's i guess his record they changed the terminology or cleaned it up so that if he wanted to go work for another law enforcement agency he would be able to do so oh, okay okay yes um, and it, it didn't catch up with him till like two a year or two later, whenever this black woman got on council and made it be known because they were paying him all the money. He still had access to his pension. They gave him the back pay. He still had any of his, like the benefits that he would have normally had almost like if he had retired. Damn. Well, shout yeah. out, shout out to her. Did, did and, you- and so he can't fuck with police officers because he was like, well, he was like, I'm known to just make fun or make a joke some in the most inopportune time. That was his excuse. And I mean, some people do cope like that where you'd be like, this ain't no laughing matter, but then maybe they'll find something funny. I do it sometimes if I'm telling a story about myself to just lighten the mood, you know what I'm saying? Or just cause, or because that's how I cope. But to say it out loud in, in, a course, in a room full of people like that and you feel comfortable to do so because everybody around you is Caucasian, Mm-hmm. But then you even make some of them feel uneasy and you a police officer and you just shot and killed a, a black person. You you know, you can't say that. You can't say that. And I don't fuck with them, period. None of 12. I feel like all of them think my way. Yeah. Well, shout, and shout out to that black. You don't have the name of that lady? I'd have to go find it in the article. Uno momento, por favor. Now, nah, we don't want to trouble you. We have to move along. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Randy. <laughs> pause um so but uh another black girl magic news um there were two sisters and there's some good news out of detroit they opened their own uh black owned bed and breakfast uh francina and roderica james um opened their bed and breakfast in a place where they're both 
born and raised uh, called the Cochran House, uh, said it was their dream project. It's a modern and innovative bed and breakfast, perfect for travelers looking for unique accommodation within the culture-filled city. Um, says they've been entrepreneurs for 17 years and didn't really, didn't really have a background in the hospitality field. When they decided to venture into the, that business, um, but when they saw the opportunity of Detroit as a tourist destination, they started looking for the perfect place to build their dream house. Um, so they found, hold on, what year is this from? Okay, it's okay, all right. Um, but yeah, their house, it features uh, three guest rooms, home-cooked breakfast, hand-poured, homemade soap, whoa, shit, and special Cochrane House candles. They also offer customized packages for private parties and events. It's ideally located near all three major sports arenas and the theater district in Detroit. Um, say it opened only eight months ago, but it's already welcomed numerous visitors, mostly black millennials, who enjoy its uniqueness from traditional bed and breakfast. Um, so shout out to them. Um, if you want to check it out, thecochranhouse.com. Uh, Black Girl Magic. Yeah, shout out to them. They look a little thick, too. I don't see no rings on them fingers, fellas. <sighs> Francina and Rodrika. Franny and Roddy. What's up? I know you're listening. Uh, another black news, police related. Khalif uh, brought a story that no, that came on TV. That wasn't on Netflix, but it did come yeah. on TV. Um, you know the story about Khalif Brother. He's the guy who got um, arrested when he was 16 for stealing a backpack, and he was stuck in uh, on Rockers Island for three years. Um, eventually, he was released. Um, but, you know, the mental toll that being in Rock, on Rockers Island for so long at that young age, it took a toll on his on him mentally. And it uh, when he was released, he committed suicide. Um, well, now in New York City, they have to pay his estate $3.3 million. Um, uh, over the minor theft case that never went to trial. Uh Details of the deal between the city and the estate of Khalif Brada are still being hammered out, but they have settled on the dollar figure, according to the New York City Law Department, and an attorney for the estate. Uh, Brada's highly publicized case drew the attention of celebrities and helped spur calls for a criminal justice reform. Um, and like I say, he was 16 when he was picked up in 2010 for allegedly stealing a backpack in jail at the notorious Rikers Island for what turned out to be three years. Two of them in solitary confinement. Um, his case was dropped and then he was released, but uh, he took his own life in 2015. Um, doing part two, the violence and f- psychological damage suffered at Rikers. Um, and his story helped reform, I mean, helped inspire numerous reforms to the justice system to prevent this tragedy from ever happening again, including an end to the punitive segregation from for young people on Rikers Island. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to uh, I don't want to say shout out, but uh, I guess that's something good for his family, his estate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, people uh, people say like uh, money don't solve anything or whatever, blah blah blah. But uh, if you broke and your loved one die, get killed, it's a whole lot harder than when they die and you got bread. I tell you that. But uh. Now they got a little money, you know, they can do some stuff with yeah. it. Maybe they'll, like, 
make a um Khalif Browder Center or Khalif Browder Fund that'll go toward getting people out, like bailing people out or whatever. Because I think that was one of the problems he had. Like they couldn't pay the bail one time or something. I don't know. Yeah, and the bill was significantly low. It was, yeah, it was like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I don't think the money is meant to help them find peace more so as it is to just be like, okay, we recognize our wrong and why we can't bring him back. Here is here's a little change because we was dead the fuck wrong. Yeah, it may not help. You know, be intended to help you find peace, but they're gonna help me find peace. <laughs> a piece of pussy. <laughs> Uh, Bye, Brent. Y'all, we finna go. Speaking of jail, uh, Takashi Six Nine, you know he's been locked up for a while uh, mm-hmm. since November. Uh, he's taking a plea deal and has pleaded guilty to nine counts, including multiple counts of racketeering, conspiracy, firearm offenses, and narcotics trafficking. Um, he was initially indicted in November and been facing the possibility of life in prison. Uh, it's unclear what sentence he'll face now after entering the guilty pleas, uh, according to federal docs just unsealed this week. Um, he was involved in dealing heroin, fentanyl, ecstasy, amphetamines, and marijuana. Shit. Uh, the feds say the conspiracy consisted of multiple acts of murder, robbery, and extortion. Extortion. Uh, in docs, the feds refer to the video TMZ first posted of Takashi boldly offering on camera a $30,000 bounty for someone who, oh, for someone to shoot Chief Keith's cousin. According to the feds, he aided and abetted the shooting at rivals of Nine Trey, uh, Bloods, that Bloods, uh, at a hotel in Times Square. Uh, as you know, someone opened fire on Chief Keith and his cousin back in June in Times Square just days after Takashi's offer. The unsealing of Takashi's plea came just one day after three of his associates were also indicted. Um, um, and for those wondering about the deal, he did indeed snitch. Um, in court, he says he joined the Nine Trey Bloods in the fall of 2017. Damn, you knew in the gang. And in March 2018, he admits helping gang members of the gang, helping members of the gang attempt to kill a rival to increase my own standing in Nine Trey. Uh, then on April 3rd, he says he and other members robbed a rival gang at gunpoint. Um, he got into into the Chief Keith, Keith shooting, saying in court, I paid a person to shoot at a rival gang member of Nine Trey to scare him. Uh, the shooting took place in Manhattan. Uh, I did this to maintain or increase my own standing in Nine Trey. Uh, he admits knowing a fellow gang member was the trigger man. He also admitted to selling a kilo of heroin in 2017 and offered an apology for all his crimes, saying, I apologize to the court, to anyone who was hurt, to my family, friends, and fans for what I've done and who I have let down. Uh, says, uh, although the maximum sentence is 47 years, the way it typically works is the prosecution will ask for significantly less. Um yeah, everybody know he was gonna shit snitch. Um, he might get killed in jail. Yeah, I hate to say stuff like that because I feel like it sounds real. Like I don't know, just it just sounds away. But I think that is likely, especially if he out here like snitching and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna take it a little further. Well, I ain't gonna say that. 
Anyway, no, I want not. No, you can't say that because I want to know. Hey, he probably should get killed in jail. There, I said it. Whew, listen, listen. Did you see um like Snoop and other people's response to that? No, uh. Uh-uh. Um, you should watch him after the show. I mean, I probably won't. La, la, but... la, la, la. It's the one and only D.O. Double G. Um, what did he Sorry. say? <laughs> well, he said you a snitch, bitch, and tight. Was he talking shit? <laughs> Snoop did definitely weigh in. I just want you to watch it. I want you to tell us. Because I really us. can't remember all of it. Ah, oh, there you go. And where, where do we find? Where was it? I can't remember all of it. It, where was, it was on the shade room. It was on the shade room, or you can find it on Snoop Dogg's page because it wasn't like on his story. You know, he posts shit on directly to his page. On what page? On Instagram. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. You yeah. I'm, oh, right. I got to tell the listeners. I just yeah. assume everything people know I'm talking about is Instagram. Could be could be Twitter or, you know what I'm saying? The universe La-da-da. rewards specificity. Um, yeah, because I have been heavy on Twitter lately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other uh, rapper news, um, Bawa, he was arrested um, early yep. Saturday morning in Atlanta. Um, he's accused of assaulting a woman on uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh his girlfriend, uh, had, what's her real name? God damn it! Well, her Leslie. What's her? Nah, not her real name. Her. Uh, oh, Kiyomi, Kiyomi. Yeah, something like that. But Bow yeah. Wow, um, his face is all scratched up. Both of them got arrested, actually. Um, yeah. So I guess more details will come out. Um, cause by, cause when the police got there, they couldn't tell who was the aggressor. So I don't know. Maybe maybe she beat him up and. Uh, he didn't want to fight back or whatever because his face is all scratched up or whatever. What, like. I, what I read, it said that they were called for the altercation, but that both of them had visible marks. So that's why both of them got arrested and charged with battery. But when the mug shots were released, I didn't see a mark on her, but she definitely had got put her paws on Bow Wow. Um, yeah. For sure. And I kind of hate it because this is like, Bow Wow damned if he do, damned if he don't. I ain't like no Bow Wow fan or whatever. However, people are like dragging him like, oh, he beat her ass. I mean, she beat his ass and he looked like he got attacked by like various animals and I feel like, and they calling him like a punk and you know, all this stuff. But if he did, if he had like went and like closed fist punched her ass or slapped the ass out or like did some of that shit then we would have crucified him mm-hmm. for putting his hands on a woman so i feel like he did the right thing i didn't think you were going to talk about this so i was putting this this was going to be my first initial unpopular opinion that i don't feel like he like people should be going at him as much as they should i feel like he did the right thing he bow did wow. put his hands on him bow wow uh Two things about Bow Wow. Lately, like for the past few years, whatever, Bow Wow has been like the culture's like punching bag, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, he has been. From the Bow Wow challenge to uh, the shit when he was posting, like people following him or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Bow Wow is like hip hop's first, I want to say he like hip hop's first child star, like to come from being a kid rapper. I might be wrong though. Coming from being like a kid rapper, like, to being, you know what I'm saying, to adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Maybe kid, maybe crisscross, but they they didn't last too long. You know what I'm saying? Bow Wow kind of lasted a little longer than them to me. So Yeah, yeah, to me as well. You got to take care of, you know what I'm saying, take care of your culture's people or whatever. Like, you can't just clown them out. Like, then he was talking about suicide a few, like maybe last year or whatever. So, yeah. 
like you know what I'm saying he might be going through some things and and this this situation ain't helping you know what I'm saying so uh I don't know I'm kind I'm kind of like doing like with this what I with with what I'm doing with the Jesse shit is uh waiting until everything come out cuz you don't know you know what I'm saying Yeah you really don't I know somebody had posted it was like they could tell it was going to get to this I, I guess him and her was on some type of show or something like some reality show um, oh, the watching happens. Uh, something about oh, I think growing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think it was growing up hip hop or growing hop love, growing up loving hip hop or something uh, about growing up in hip hop. Yeah, I don't know, but they, I guess they were saying that the relationship was toxic and they could see that you know what I'm saying it was gonna get, turn violent eventually or whatever. Um, I don't watch too many reality shows enough, not enough to fucking comment on them. Um, yeah, I don't know anything in regards to that either. The only thing I did know was I, um, I think that was the show that they were on only because the Shade Room reported it whenever they broke up or something about a fight happened on the show mm -hmm. between them or between her and somebody else or something maybe having to do with Lil Mama. I don't really know. And I just remember it saying in that thing on the shade room that they were over. So whenever they said he got into it with a woman, I wasn't expecting it to be the ex turned girlfriend again turned domestic partner situation but yeah i don't even know what she looked like uh, other than that mugshot like so i don't know i mean yeah that's all that's all i know because i never watched the show either but and i only know i knew that was her but just because i've seen them on the shade room before oh okay okay most anything that i'm talking about that seems like i'm real i'm real i know something or i'm real indulged is just yeah, from, that, from that messy place yeah, it's Shay, Shay Room told me because Shay Room messy. Yeah, I was gonna read this article uh, about the border wall or whatever, but it's just the Mexicans. They got a sixty foot tunnel. It was found in Texas. Um, so yeah, shout out to Donald Trump and his fucking wall. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess we'll uh, get into our segments. Um, I I don't want to say that uh, you know our scammer parties. You know, uh, an official segment of the show, but it's it's been making a, a pretty, 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 uh, pretty, pretty frequent appearances. But before we get in our, uh, before we get in our segments, we're going to take a quick little commercial break. We'll be right back, y'all. Okay. Yo, what up, my people? This is J.R. Glant from Defy Life. If you're looking for an in-depth, honest, at times hilarious conversation on anything from current events to sports to entertainment and more, check out myself, Alvin, Thomas, Gerald, and Yosh on the Defy Life podcast. Dropping every Wednesday, available at GoDefyLife.com and everywhere your favorite podcasts are available. And as always, if you're not rocking with Defy Life, what's your Yo, what up? This is the DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast, powered by imdjblaze.com and available on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we back. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess we're getting into our... Um, welcome back, welcome back. My favorite welcome segment. Welcome back. Uh, the scam of the week. Uh, this has been one of the longest running scams that I've ever heard of. Um, maybe it's a scam, maybe it's not. Earlier before the show, we had a discussion about what really is a scam? And y'all read the definition to me. So maybe after I finish reading this story, Courtney, you can let me know whether or not this is a scam. Uh, it says a woman worked as a phony Walgreens pharmacist for 10 years. Um, 
Despite lying about her credentials, a woman worked as a pharmacist for Walgreens for over a decade, filling nearly 750,000 prescriptions during that time, uh, California Board of Pharmacy Investigation revealed. Uh, Kim Thang Lee told the board she attended Creighton University. However, she never graduated and used license numbers of two other pharmacists with similar, similar names as hers. Um, me and my son would be grateful if you could just forget about this, Lee told board officials on the questioning Wednesday. Uh, she worked 10 years as a pharmacist and manager for Walgreens. Uh, the board is considering revoking the drugstore's license. At the locations where she where she worked, uh, Walgreens was unable to furnish Lee's job application and did not know if the company had ever reviewed or requested to see her license. Walgreens officials did not comment on how Lee was able to remain employed as a pharmacist through the years, but told uh, KPIX the company reviewed licenses nationwide to ensure this was an isolated incident. Uh, so, yeah. Um, shout out to Kim Lee. Now, is that a scam or not? That's a scam. That's a scam. Okay. All right. That's a scam. She got over for 10 years. I wonder how she got caught. Never said in how she got caught, but uh, and they never. So I, so I mean, well, I guess you couldn't do it now, you know. But I mean, if you wanted to get a job at Walgreens and you wanted to lie about it, now's the. I mean, maybe a few months ago probably would have been the proper time. Right you know now, you're a little too late. Yeah, but I mean, they she checking on they checking on them things real hard now because I feel like as overall as a corporation, they embarrassed. You gotta be embarrassed. They embarrassed as fuck for a whole decade. She was. Handing out prescriptions left and right, and won't let not the first pharmacist whole decade, I'll, and it went over their heads. So, and then my thing is, do those licenses have to be renewed? Like, do they have to keep doing some type of testing or something every so often, every few years? Because if so, then they they have. I mean, they really had dropped the ball. I want, yeah, I wonder too. Like, well, I mean, I guess if if you're using some. License numbers of some niggas that's really taking them tests, them renewal tests, then you good. Like license number forty five seventy two, they they going and getting their shit done. So I mean, I put in the information for license forty five seventy two. Then shit, I'm gonna be good. All you got to do is check the credentials. I mean, it say Kim Lee, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but uh, I wonder if a black person could get away with this. Um, cause this lady is Asian. It's Lee. L E. Um, but I wonder if black somebody black could get away with it. I wonder if she's gonna face jail time. Um I feel like the that black kid that frauded and said he was a doctor and he won't. Then he and he had his own didn't he have his own practice and carrying on? Yeah, he didn't did he try to open time? up his own practice. I think he did open up his own practice. Um didn't he get some time? Didn't his, they press some charges against him? <laughs> it's same they need to keep that same energy. His name was something love. Mm-hmm. Um I remember. Yeah, I don't know. And then he did some other scam shit the way he got a car and shit um, out of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried to anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, and but they didn't say anything about well, well she she um she did uh, speak to the uh, board officials. So I don't. But they didn't say she spoke to any police or any like any type of law enforcement. So maybe she's not gonna get any um. Type of uh, prison time or whatever. So, uh, mm. um, so yeah. Uh, 
So I guess we move on to our other segments. Um, what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, what year is this? You got anything for that this week? Mm-mm. All right. Now I do have this one story. Um, it falls under what the fuck were you thinking? It's kind of a fuck up in my eyes. It falls under that. Um, there was some undercover cops. They're posing as uh, drug buyers, um, and they got arrested. Uh, by undercover cops posing as drug dealers, man, and this this has been a, a, a Detroit heavy episode. Um, undercover police went to Detroit and posed as drug dealers. However, thanks to a mess up, another police group thought that they were real drug dealers, and so they raided the house in what turned out to be one of the most embarrassing things ever seen in the department, according to police to the police chief. Um, the incident occurred when officers from the 12th precinct in Detroit went undercover with the purpose of pretending to be drug dealers so they could arrest buyers. Two buyers went to the house where the pretend drug dealing officers were, but they were actually police going undercover to arrest people selling drugs. Uh, they were from the 11th district of Detroit police. Uh, they began to search the place when they arrived and they were wearing body cams and captured the whole incident of the officers fighting and punching each other. Um, it is. It was said that the whole incident turned out to be something like you would see on the Keystone Cop silent films. Uh, now the event has sparked an investigation. This is not the first time that something similar to this has happened. Uh, during the 80s, an incident occurred that saw two police officers killed. Uh, while, it's an underst- while it is understood when... A- Going undercover, only those that are immediately involved can know what is happening. It can bring about unwanted consequences and mistakes. Uh, it seems that in this case, the Detroit police kept the undercover operations too undercover as one department pretending to be drug dealers. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, uh, what the fuck were y'all thinking? Y'all out here uh, Snapchatting. Young, innocent black women walking in the freezing cold. I mean, y'all out here fucking up y'all own uh, investigations or some real crimes. Y'all fucking that up, but y'all got time to fucking Snapchat other people and shit. So uh, I guess that fall into what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, what fucking year is this or something? Shit. I just had to add to some of one of the segments, y'all, because. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So you talked earlier about your unpopular opinion. What's your unpopular opinion this week? I should. Am I supposed to go first again? You know, you always supposed to go first. I don't know why you can't get it together. Ooh, sassy boots. <laughs> so sassy. Why are you so aggressive? Don't Are you going to so... go or you just want me to go since you just can't ever remember? Mine was just the Cardi B thing. Um, that You know what I'm saying? I really didn't. I kind of changed my mind on it. I really don't care whether or not she, you know what I'm saying? Just as long as, as long as you getting, I'm sorry to say, you know what I'm saying? You getting your money or whatever and you got a cause behind it, then I really don't care. Right now. I mean, next week it might change, but it seems like everybody, well, not everybody, but it seems like it's a lot of people that's kind of um getting backlash for participating in anything Super Bowl related. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm looking at Instagram stories and motherfuckers is having a ball down there in Atlanta. Having a ball. I'm like, damn, I wish I wasn't so poor. I'd be down in Atlanta having a ball. Mm, Some of them, y'all looking good down there. That's all I'm saying. Y'all looking good down there. But I digress. What's your unpopular opinion for the week, Miss? Uh, 
Courtney. Mine is uh, telling me I don't believe that telling one the movie ruins it. At least it doesn't for me or whatever it is, because I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to watch with the same intensity. Telling me what's going to happen does not calm my nerves down. And if you've ever seen me watch a show or a movie that is really suspenseful or really intense, then you know how I am. I don't watch horror films, so that's not I beg to differ. It just, I'm sure, and most people are going to. I'm just saying for me, because it's my unpopular opinion, I it don't ruin it for me. When I ask, I want to know. I'm Unless a, I ask and be like, no, 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. The only thing Other I disagree. Other than that, I want to know. The only thing, because I'm kind of like that too. Only certain, like, okay, my cousin one time, he told me about, um, he was he had went to see, um, damn, what's that Denzel movie? Um, where it's like, it's a post-apocalyptic post movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's, uh, what's the name, the name of, of uh, the Book of Eli? Yeah, Book of Eli. All right, the Book of Eli. So my cousin was telling, I, he had went to see it like a week or so before I was planning on going to see it. And he was telling me about how good the movie was or whatever, right? So I'm like, okay. So he telling me little plot things, whatever, like he could fight or whatever, whatever. And so then he was like, he was like, and then you don't even realize the whole movie that he blind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga. I remember you told me you spoiled a movie like, like so now I'm watching the movie and I'm looking for shit little clues that he blind or whatever like he kind of spoiled a movie or whatever so like it kind of ruined a little bit of it for me but like with you and now if you haven't seen you you might want to just stop listening for the rest of the show or whatever yeah but on you if I would have told you that one um because you asked me does old girl die or whatever if I would have told you that um peach didn't die her reveal, it would have changed her reveal because you would have been expecting her to come back. Um, if I would have told you that, um, no, Peach did die. You mean I asked you that about Candace? No, you no, you asked me did Peach die? Um, right after he hit her in the head. Or oh, right, right, you know right. I saying? did, I did, I did. And I was just like, keep watching, because I could have said no, she don't die, but then in the end, she does die. Then, um, uh, Beck, you asked me like I could have, I could have spoiled it and told you that he captured Beck and Beck finds the teeth like. If I told you, if I would have told you all of that shit when it happened, it would have took like the suspense out of it. Especially if I would have told you he killed her, like he put her in that box and killed her too. That would have killed because like the part where she's in the room and she's frantic and she's trying to get out, and then he come home and she almost make it out the door, and he slammed like you could like I mean you know that was gonna happen when you when you in the scene or whatever you know he's right. not, she's not gonna get out the house, but it's like a lot of suspense in that moment, you know what I'm saying? But then you know he kind of crazy in love with her. But you don't expect him to actually, cause he kills her. When does he kill her? In that box, in that room, or downstairs? Mm-hmm. In the glass room. The oh glass yeah, cause box. she kind of tried to make it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I, to me, that would have killed like a little bit of the excitement of it. And then Candace, that that was the one who came, the girl who came at the end or whatever, right? Yeah, came back. Yeah. So I don't think I, I, I definitely don't think I ended up asking you about Candace because the whole time I was watching, I never felt like Candace was dead. Period. The whole time I watched it, I never felt like she was dead. I definitely felt like she had just gone because, um, with the way the movie lined out, I feel like if Candace had died, they would have showed how he had killed her. Um, because the guy that Candace was supposedly cheating with, they showed how he killed that guy. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Um, 
Now, whenever I was asking you about Peach, I definitely wanted to know then. It wouldn't have changed anything for me because the whole situation between him and Peach was still extremely intense. And because I, for a while, was like, Peach going to kill this nigga or Peach going to shoot, like, going to get to really injure him. No, but um, I'm sa- what I'm saying is, like, because when he goes, I, I forgot where he goes to reveal, and they reveal that Peach didn't die. Because cause when he left from the park or whatever, he figured he she was dead. Yeah. And, his, and then when he shows back up to wherever, wherever they were or whatever, he was like, you're alive. I, I think he even said it. I think he said he was, it in, in his head. Because, you know, we we have to distinguish whenever he's narrating in his head and oh, things yeah, that yeah, he yeah. says out loud. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. He said it in his head. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think it would have changed it a little bit. The part, the part about Candace though, I didn't. Um, I, I, I thought he had done something to her. You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause didn't um, Beck was not she like looking for her on, on social media and all kind of mm-hmm. stuff like that? Like it was, yeah. So that's what made me think. And couldn't find her, and then he came and was like, "This is her page." Blah blah blah. She changed her name. Whatever have you? I just felt like. I just knew he didn't kill Candace. Like, nothing, like, it was a gut instinct. Like, once him and Beck, once Beck had started going down the Candace hole, I knew Beck was going to die. Oh, I yeah. knew it was just the nerves leading up to it, the suspense. Cause, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't take me out of the suspense because I knew Beck is going to die. Beck not going to live past this because she in this rabbit hole. She is going to die. I just did not know like leading up to it and I'm I'm sure it may not sound like I'm making sense but it just doesn't kill it for me. Now, the only thing that I can say that I didn't expect um was whenever he ran up on the the counselor, the psychiatrist, I didn't expect for him to let her go. Or let him go, excuse me. I didn't expect that. Um Oh, yeah, I thought but he did, was going to kill him because he killed anybody that get in their way. But he did and something so, smarter though, didn't he? Put yeah, he he yeah. did. Yeah, he put he did something smarter. So I can't wait for season two. Me either, because Candace is back, and I'm like, oh my god! Especially after everybody is just like, oh my god! Like she's dead, she's dead. She ran, she ran away, and also because um, he's definitely still a free man, and but he ain't gonna be free for long. He, it's not because one on the, you know, the loose ends that he left, the, the, the damn investigator still on his ass. Yeah. Cause they found, yeah, they own him. Yeah. For the killing. Yep. And, peach. Yeah. And then they, uh, on his ass for the piss. Cause the, he left the piss there or whatever. Yep, so that piss was definitely in yeah. there. Yep. Um, and, and another way, like another thing that I knew too, even like I said, whenever she started going down the Candace rabbit hole, I was like, he going he, she is going to die. And then whenever she ran into the ex in the street, I can't remember her, her name right now. The black girl. The beautiful though. black woman. I'm glad she got yes. away. Yes, she got away, and then, but when she was, like, giving her the warning, I was like, yeah, Beck is going to die. And once she got in the box, and I, she thought she had the great idea of being like, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to do, and she had him fucked up because she was going to try and get out, I was like, she going to die, and she just gave him a way out. Because, if like, you realize he wasn't smart enough to come up with a way that wouldn't have that wouldn't have had him like caught for it. Oh yeah. She gave him that. And when she did that, I was like, he kept you alive just long enough. You you gave him away. 
And now you finna die, die. Like, you finna die, die. No, and I was, um, I was happy when he killed, um, the guy. I can't remember his name. The abusive guy. Uh, I forgot his name, too. Um, that was one kill I was good with. Oh, I yeah. was good with that kill. Yeah, I was, too. Yeah. I was good with that kill. Now, the little boy definitely shocked me. Uh, oh, Tom, because he didn't, uh, because he ran? Yes. Because even though I knew she was going to die, part of me wanted him to let her out. Like, it was just still something to me like, ooh, open the door, let back out, let back out, let back out. Just because I felt like even if they he had let back out and she would have got out, whatever would have happened, she was still he was still gonna end up killing her anyway. But in my mind at this point, I didn't I wasn't anticipating there being a second season. I just thought this was gonna be like a one like open and shut thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. so much had happened in the first season, like what the fuck else? It would would happen in the second season, except you showing us how he go to jail. That would have been the only thing left at that point for me, the way I was thinking. Um, so yeah, I wanted him. I wanted the little baby to let back out, but you know, yeah. season. I you think we are gonna have to wait a year for season two? Oh yeah, definitely. See, that's the part that, and that's why I don't be fucking with TV for real. I don't want to wait. I don't got the patience for that. I don't you got do the that. patience. You got a whole lot of shit to catch up on. Oh. <sighs> So there. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Uh, so who you think gonna win the Super Bowl, Courtney? I have no clue. Mm. I know everybody. Nobody don't want uh, Trump supporting ass Brady to win. Yeah, I At just least don't. I know a lot of people don't want him to to win. I just don't want them to win because if they win, they'll be tied with Pittsburgh for six Super Bowls, and I only want Pittsburgh to have six Super Bowls until Pittsburgh wins seven. So. I mean, <laughs> well, that's my I don't, I don't really care. Um, you don't have a frequent, team. Frequent writer to the show, um, Mr. Gaudi, is a um, is a Rams fan. Oh nope, I'm wrong. He's an Eagles fan. Okay, so I don't have no leverage with either one of these teams. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of Patriot fans though. A lot of them. I probably will. I'll probably be asleep by the time the game over, though. So I'm I'm sure that I'll be. I, um, and I just me refreshing between Twitter and Facebook. I'll know who is in the league because Instagram. I mean, they it'll post like as soon after, right after the win, but it ain't gonna be play by play like the other two. So mm-hmm. I'll see it most likely in the morning. Yeah, I might I might watch it on Twitter. Like watch it and like be on Twitter at the same time. Mm-hmm. Twitter yeah. be lit. I be having fun over there. I had to shut my Twitter down earlier this week though. Make that thing private real quick. Why? What happened? Because I was in, in the DMs with a potential employer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I had to shut that shit down. Because I was and then I was like, bitch, not only do you need like a dressed up as Facebook, you gotta get a dressed up as Twitter. Like how this mm-hmm. happen? But then, whenever um, everything panned out, we decided that we weren't uh, we weren't compatible with each other as far as um, employment, employee, and employer went. I just blocked them and opened my page back up. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's one one of my uh one of our other one of our listeners um and friend of the shows. I ain't gonna say her name, but she got like an extra Facebook page and shit like f- just for that, like to look professional, so they won't mm-hmm. see all her ratchet whole shit. I do too. I you you have to. You absolutely positively have to, especially because yeah. And then um as soon as when I go get my gig on Tuesday, I'ma be taking a mental note of everybody first and last name and I'm going on Facebook to block everybody. Yeah. And on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> At any rate, thank y'all for listening. Yeah, thank y'all for listening. Uh Send us an email. Send us an email at at gmail.com. Hit up Courtney at lovecurls underscore uh, on Instagram. What's your Twitter? Lovecurls with, with three underscores or some shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at you be knowing. Yeah, what's my Instagram? Exactly. I, no, BP McCoop. Nope. I was just trying to Instagram. figure out the, smell, the spelling. What did I say? Instagram? You did say Instagram. Oh, I know yeah. you wanted to say Twitter, but you Damn, said Instagram. I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> you win. You I win. knew you wanted to say Twitter, but yeah. you sure said Instagram. Yeah, so follow Courtney uh, on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, BP McCoop. Uh, and what else? Yeah, djblayshow at gmail.com. Um, check out Courtney's blog. Uh, Multidimensionalsoul.com. That. that. But I am in the process of revamping the site. I'm getting some work done. So at this time, there isn't the most recent blog is the one from December. Um, But as soon as my new layout is complete with logos and all of that, it will be back on and popping. Yeah, you need to jump on that and get that shit done. You out here having wild marriage, lesbian sex, and um, the (laughs) the, 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 y'all we about to go this boy. Stupid, the stupid. fans want to see read some of, more of your uh blog stuff. Um, and you out here living your best white imitation life, eating sushi and, and not eating pork and chicken and beef, and they are really missing out. So, you need to get on the ball, get on the ball, y'all. This show is a motherfucking rap. Happy Black History Month, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, happy Black History Month, um. Oh yeah, and a song that I played at the beginning it has been added to the uh track listening for the intro songs. Uh what's the name of that uh playlist? DJ Blaze Show Radio Show Podcast. Mm-hmm. DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast uh intro songs. Wherever you listen to music. So it's on Tidal and Apple Music. Well, Spotify too. Uh shout out to Pamela Renee for that. So uh yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I have. We're approaching two hours and I'm tired and I gotta cook. Uh so thank y'all for listening. Um, it's your boy be easy. And I'm Courtney. And we out. Peace.